Hello, how are you? Good, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, I did give an introduction of both of you together, but if you'd like to just take the time to just introduce yourself and allow everyone to know who you are on a personal level. Um, Cousin Oliver, I can't, Joe, I can't see you really well. Can you come over just a little bit the other way? Yeah, there we go. Get you in the camera there. Let's see. Can you go over a little bit more the other way? Yep. There you go. That's a little better. We can see half of your face. <laughs> go back to your there you, there you go now we can't see you sister Ruth can you come over just a little bit there you go now we've got you both okay great awesome we want to have we want to see you both in the camera there we go okay so tonight if you would just go ahead and introduce yourself again on a personal note just tell us who you are and um what you do and why you do it all right let's start with myself my name is Joseph Oliver Elder Joseph Oliver in the church. I am retired right now, and I am a minister of Emmanuel Temple, associate minister. I'm also uh, the minister of music for Emmanuel Temple Church, and uh, this is my wife, Sister Ruth Oliver. I'm Sister Ruth Oliver. I'm glad to be here. I am also a member of Emmanuel Temple Church and have been all of my life, which is a pretty long time. And we are very, very active in the church and in the ministry of the church on different levels. And we're glad to be here with you this evening. Amen. Amen. So the two of you, did you meet in the church? Is that how you originally met one another? Uh, We met through via a convention. I would say back when, well, I was going back, we were in our teens and we had a a national convention, which was held in Boston. I am from New Haven, Connecticut, originally. And my wife is from Boston. She's all born in Boston, and she's been in Boston for a number of years. And uh, we met each other uh, coming to a convention. I was introduced by a good friend of mine um, to my current wife, not knowing that. I was 13, 14 years old, 13. I don't know how old it was at that time. And that's how we met. We were writing, we were pen pals for in the early, early on. Okay. Okay. Have you um, always known, um, both of you, have you always known that you wanted to be in ministry and to play a part in the ministerial staff and, and to be part of um, the, the ministerial part and not just the lay? Have you always known that was your calling? No. I, I've always liked, loved music. I did have a love for the word of God a long time because I was around a lot of preachers, my family uh, involved in, in the ministry early on as a teenager. I was around older people at the time, uh, picked that up, but I didn't know that until later in life. I tried to stay away from that because I didn't feel that was, but it caught me later on in life, much later. Yes. Yeah. I was involved in music also. That, that kept me 
And having been a pastor's daughter when I was, you know, a little girl and living in a pastor's home, I knew, you know, the magnitude of that. And a lot of women say that I don't want to be married to a minister or, you know, Lord, don't call my husband, you know. So um, I didn't realize that, you know, I knew he was a musician and I didn't realize at the time that he would be called to the ministry. But I am grateful and the Lord is, is bringing us through that. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think that's what I wanted to ask next. Since growing up and being a, a daughter of a pastor and and being in ministry and in church, was it a non-negotiable that your husband was in ministry? Or did you see yourself being in that in that same walk? No, not necessarily. I didn't, you know, we wait for the calling of the Lord. And as we got older... You know, the Lord just drew us to a different a different path. But as I mentioned, we've always been involved in church from, you know, from a baby. You know, they talk about mm-hmm. both of us were pew babies. Definitely. Her father was a pastor, bishop, a long time, and I didn't know that we'd be together. And then later on in life, as I think before I came in, shortly before I came into the ministry, my father became a pastor at a late age, uh, you know, late bloomer. And uh, he was that, that for 20 years before he, pa- after, before he passed away. But again, um, I didn't know that. Um, I had a lot, of, a lot of ministers in my family, right now pastors in my family, on both, on both sides, at least on, one, on both sides of my family. But one thing is we realized as we got older that the seriousness of the ministry, uh, had I been entered it when I was in my 20s and 30s, I don't know how how that would affect my life now. I probably would have been more involved in, less involved in music at the time. But, mm-hmm. but yes, it's, it's hard to say, but I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't even want to be, I didn't have any desire to be in ministry at the time. Okay. So now looking back at it and you are in ministry, and like you said, if you were involved earlier on, how it could have affected your um, life differently. How important do you think that it is to have the structure of, of holiness within your house or, or to just have Jesus and, and God be the center of your household? Does it need to be full fledged that all families should be deep rooted in church or, or how do you feel like families should be looking at the way of following Christ these days? That's a big question. Uh, we, we are, we are very, we're ensconced in, in uh, the church because we, I brought my daughter up in church. She was born in, she was a pew baby. And we were always, my wife said, we were always in church since the time we were married. Um, in all the services, um, we were, in choir rehearsal, we were in Sunday school, we were in church evening services, church during the week, you know, whatever, Bible class, whatever. We were involved very much in that. So, um, yeah, are we, we're human beings, and we live, and we have fun, and we do things uh, that, that are not outside of holiness. But holiness is very important. As we get older, we realize the, the seriousness of the time and how we need to not be distracted too much, especially now during this pandemic, we realize it's keeping us pretty sane about realizing that the coming of the Lord is nigh. And so it's very important that holiness is a part of it. And, you know, we, it's holiness is not, is certainly a lifestyle. 
-hmm. And we have to be aware mm -hmm. the enemy doesn't draw us. Because there are many things now that weren't available 30 years ago to distract us. Like now, mm -hmm. we didn't have Zoom or anything else. We didn't have uh, Netflix or any of those kind of things that would keep entertain entertaining us. We didn't have cell phones, any of those kinds of things. So now it's a little bit, uh, it's different. And I, you have to, I believe that you have to be more focused on the, the snares of the enemy to draw you away. Social media, Facebook has its good points and it has its things that things about it that can kind of keep you uh, addicted. If you would. Mm -hmm. And we have to be aware that we don't try to say that, Oh, we have to pray to pray and read the Bible all the time. But you know, it, it, as the word says, temperance in all things, but we must seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that mm -hmm. means we don't seek other things first and then put throw mm -hmm. Jesus in at the end. You know, mm -hmm. we put him first. We have to we have to do that. And it, it sounds like something that we're saying. We don't always do it because we're mm -hmm. we think about our problems first. Let me get up and say, Thank you, Lord, for waking me up. Thank you, Lord, for keeping me saved. Thank you, Lord, for being my right mind, for having the desire to be saved. Because we're 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 we are challenged on that. Satan sometimes causes us to feel like, well, it doesn't take all that, but it does take a lot. Yeah, it takes more prayer. Mm -hmm. As I, you know, used to be when we were younger, oh, we could do a little this and do that and go on and serve God. But now we have to make sure that we, I have to constantly, individually, I know my wife and I both have to constantly, when we're together or apart, we have to be praying for one mm -hmm. another, ourselves and our family, that we, God keeps us, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the center of his will. Because we must this and um, we must put him first. In other words, uh, we can't fit God into our schedule. We must fit our schedule into God. Yes. We have to do that. And it's just wonderful being in this type of a home where we know we know the Lord. You know, yes. and we realize that some people are in homes whereas one person doesn't know the Lord. And we're just so glad that we know him. Yes. And, you know, with all of the things that are going on, as my husband mentioned with this pandemic and all of that, if we didn't know Jesus, I don't know what. You know, mm -hmm. I'm glad that we know him. And it's yeah. wonderful that yeah. you mentioned that. Really wonderful because uh, now that we have th the three of us are saved, I count it a blessing. I count yeah. it a blessing. Um, we can pray for one another. We do have our prayer as much, our family prayer as much as we can. Um, we have do a lot of things together. We help one another in ministries. We all have our own ministries, you know. Um, my wife is very much involved in a lot of things, prayer, ministry, Sunday school. Uh, she does song services. She does sing, all of those things. Um, and my daughter, of course, you know her. She does a lot of things. And that keeps us, it helps us because we help, help one another. So in our separate and distinct ministries, as well as our uh, combined ministries, we are able to help and support one another and encourage one another because, you know, it takes encouragement. It takes building one another up. It takes supporting one another and knowing that you care because the enemy does fight against, you know, the, the, um, we know that the enemy fights when you're doing, doing God's work. He's trying to take you out. He's trying to discourage you, trying to completely defeat you. But we need to, so it's a blessing, as well I said, to have one another saved and not fighting against the enemy in our home. It's hard enough um, fighting the world and even fights within the church, but it's 
something to be said about having, oh, you know, I count it a blessing. Uh, I, I think mm-hmm. sometimes we realize how blessed we are, that we're both saved, that we're both, um, we happen to be about the same age. Um, not talking about the age, but we've grown up so that we can talk about the same things, we can share a lot that we can remember. And we have been married for over 49 years, so it's a long time. Wow, that's beautiful. It doesn't seem that long. It seems like maybe 20, but it's, you know, I can't believe where the time has gone. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a blessing. And um, I would say that uh, I can't even believe it myself. But only God, only because of God. Yeah. yeah. You know, it is a blessing because... Um, my husband and I, we've been together for 23 years and we've been married 19 and it seems like just yesterday. And so I can't imagine that, um, 20 years from now that we say we've been together for 50 years. And, you know, I just, I look forward to that. And so when I see people that can actually speak to that, it gives you hope and it shows you what the foundation that is built upon and, and why it's like that. Now we know that in life that there is going to be ups and downs, but as far as when you have a covering, you know, cause my mom and I were talking about the other day when, um, I went and gave myself back to the Lord because I was christened as a baby. And then when I got old enough, I went and got baptized myself because I wanted to give myself to the Lord. And so we were talking and she said, well, yeah, but in that moment, I don't think you were really ready. And and I said, but the difference is I don't know what I was. I knew I wanted to be closer to the Lord and I wanted him to know that I could be used. And I said, so no matter what happened from that moment, I knew I was covered and I knew that I was walking in a different direction. And so it doesn't happen overnight that we just wake up one day and we're grown. (laughs) You know, it takes time. You know, we have to be nurtured and then we we grow spiritually and mentally. And so it's good when you can be in a relationship with someone and you can grow spiritually together. So I want to ask you. What has been a challenge to keep your um, evangelism intentional over the years to just keep that fresh and renewed? How do you stay intentional about your evangelism? Uh, Well, you have to study. You have to read. You have to every day always involved in Facebook and getting in word and listening to preaching, listening to teaching, as well as, you know, during this pandemic, of course, it's all on Zoom. And we just went back to our church about two months ago. And uh, doing all of that, again, I'm also a musician, so I'm concerned with the music, the church. Uh, during the pandemic, that wasn't the case. But um, I also uh, am involved in other ministries. I support uh, online ministries um, um, and doing preaching online at various times, teaching online, uh, to supporting that. And in our church, uh, we have gone through a situation where we, without a pastor for a number of years, and we have, I've been able to, we've been on a rotational schedule to preach. So um, it was every other, so we have to be prepared. And if we weren't doing that, we were heading up something else. I'm also, I was also currently still, my wife and I both are handing up ministries Although it's different now, she's uh, she's uh, she's still ahead of the uh, the uh, ladies or the women's uh, organization uh, association, or and I'm ahead of the brotherhood or men's ministry. 
we have been for <laughs> since like 19, 2004. So, with, but anyway, um, that's a different thing. But yeah, we're involved in a lot of different mm -hmm. things. And I and, would say the thing that's keeping us is being rooted and grounded in prayer. Yes. That is the whole basis yes. and right. the whole foundation. You know, I know you mentioned when you asked the question, there could be times when people would waver. You know, that's uh, mm -hmm. human nature. Yes. But if you've got a basis of prayer and you know how to call on the Lord when you need him, you know, when you feel like you might waver or you might feel like your strength is gone, you know, my husband did mention staying in the word and, and studying the word and getting, you know, reading God's promises and praying, you know, prayer, prayer and prayer. the word. Are the, are the thing, if you ask yeah. me. Yes. Yeah. Prayer and the word keeps us, you know, in the center of, of God's will as much as we can. Yeah. Yes. And pray for one another. Encourage. Mm -hmm. You said there's some challenging things that come. We know life is challenging. You know, I can't tell you, I can't sit here and state that we've been married almost 50 years or going on 50 years and we haven't had some challenges. We've been through a lot of challenges, mm -hmm. but God has kept us in a lot of challenges individually and collectively. Um, we have gone through each, every one of us had challenges, and sometimes we had challenges all at once, sometimes at the same time. But when one person the other does, we're always uh, concerned about one another and what's going on. But even now, things are different. More challenges with you know with the pandemic. Uh, we're still amazed that God is a merciful God, is a caring God, He's a God that uh, is faithful, and He doesn't change. And so we can yeah. every morning saying, yeah. thank God, no matter how things are going, how rough they think to be, we, we can say, Lord, we have each other and we're saved and we have mm -hmm. the desire to live each other and, we're going to, and we have each other's back. We don't have to worry about um, anything underhanded that we've done because we have the Lord. And even though we're human beings and we get discouraged, we get angry, we get, you know, cast down, but God is always there to lift us up somehow, you know. Amen. So it's the Lord. I, like my wife said earlier, I don't know what we would do if we didn't have the Lord in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I don't know what we would do. But thank God. Thank God he hasn't, he hasn't left us. Yes. Praise his holy name. I know when I had Kimberly on the show and we were talking about, you know, leadership and qualities and, and what leaders look like. And I told her your family always sets the example for me as far as the order of the kingdom, how we put God first and then the husband and the wife and the child. And I, and I promise you just are the model figure of that vision that I, that I see for kingdom living. And so I thank you for leading by that example. And, and I know, like you said, that it's not always been easy, but because of God, you've been able to manage and maintain and work through. And so sometimes when people look at you, they would never think that you've been through anything because you can smile and you look good and you don't look worn. But I think that's the difference when you do have God on your side, that you can lift your head up and that you can feel good about yourself despite whatever's going on. And so in the midst of the pandemic and we've had that going on, we've had the Black Lives Matter and, and our black men getting shot in the street and young and Breonna Taylor and then this election and just a whole bunch of of everything going on at one time. As far as can, 
yes, continuing to move the church forward. What have been some of the biggest challenges that you've seen to continue to keep people focused and in the faith? What are the things that help you keep focused? What are the challenges? Yeah, the challenges that you've had and and what have you with the challenges that we've had right now with the pandemic and everything, what have you um had to deal with to keep people focused and in the faith? Well, the challenges that we're dealing with, uh, I'll tell you number one is being on Zoom. I'm this is a church because we don't have this is new to us. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm not talking about just wearing masks and social distancing yourself. But uh, for a number of months, we were home. We were actually, we weren't even on Zoom. We were actually on, uh, on the phone, phone conference lines. And it kind of, it was a challenge to me because, um, because we could hear each other and we didn't know who was going to be participating in that because sometimes we don't know who's on, who's not on. A difficult time. Um, this is prior to coming back into the church you know, at, a, at a limited level. 25 people in the church. Um, it was challenging because we, well, I don't want to get into that. That's a separate thing. But um, because our church, we, we've had a lot of, say we had a lot of people that have died in the past four years. I will say we lost two pastors within the last four years. And despite that, God has kept us together. That's a challenge for a ministry. It's a challenge for the, for the, for the members and uh, we found ourselves on the line uh, praying. And we had what's good about it is we've been able to deal with those challenges. We had four services a week plus Sunday school. I think it was four. Mm-hmm. Uh, every Wednesday, we have a noonday prayer uh, and Bible class all in one. Every Friday, we have a prayer service, and that's all prayer. Uh, every Sunday morning, we had a service, and it was conducted uh, at one time. It was always on the phone. Now we have it on Zoom and in the church. So it became challenging because trying to understand who we had to work, concern ourselves with people that were older who couldn't get there because of of the of, you know COVID nineteen. Uh, some were not able to to get to the phones. You know, the technology. Some people didn't know how to get on the phones. That was a challenge, not being aware of technically. And uh, we didn't know when this thing was going to end. I mean, it was starting back in March, and it just went on in July. We went back into our church, I think, approximately September, I think. It was in like eight weeks. Uh, so the challenge is trying to – we don't know who really, as far as going back to church, we don't know who is comfortable being home now that we're not – Who's afraid to come back? I mean, that it's the whole nine of that. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and when you come in, you have to be protected, has to be taken, uh, you have your mask. We have to sign in and call in. Every, so it's a real challenge to get to church. Yeah. Glad that we've been able to go, but it's totally different. Um, there are a number of challenges that cause us to have to pray and keep ourselves, you know, leveled and, and, and in the word and in prayer because you can get discouraged. It's not the same as before. We don't have the freedom to run around, to hug one another, just, you know, Mm -hmm. um, when we see people. um, We haven't seen people for 
almost weeks and months. Oh, yeah, the seven people we've Even not our seen. own family is not seen. And so it's kind mm -hmm. of, you know, talk to them is just very difficult. So you understand that the enemy is taking advantage of that, taking extreme advantage yeah. of, of that to try to, to try to pull us apart. We know this pandemic is not, wasn't ordained by God, but it's allowed by God and God knows what he's doing with this. Um, but we still have to be faithful, you know, when we say to the end, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that's the challenge is, I'm not saying that you don't feel, I didn't feel discouraged, and my wife didn't feel discouraged, my daughter didn't feel discouraged about the things that are going on. We've had to sit and have a shortened service. We couldn't spend as much time in church. Mm -hmm. There's something about being with the same people that makes a lot of difference. Um, yeah. Having, uh, you know, virtual service, virtual prayer, virtual everything. Something about, but one thing about, I don't have a virtual Holy Ghost. That's one thing I'm saying. That's just, mm -hmm. just, you know, mm -hmm. I have a Holy Ghost that's the same and the, and the Spirit is the same. I have God that's with me, even no matter what. And uh, knowing that mm -hmm. is what keeps us. And that's how we deal with the challenge, knowing that God is real. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't changed. That's the thing that I like. He has not changed. He's the same. So, you know, we say that, that we'll be with him to the end. He's faithful to the end, you know, you'll receive a crown of life, but we have to be faithful through all things, through high school. As, as Paul tells mm -hmm. us, you must, you know, you have to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. As we know, the labor is not in vain in the Lord. You have to be, not when it's good, but yeah, to answer your question, that's, we could go on and on with that because we can't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand. It's a life the church knows that there is a challenge. And I'm not sure that some people will ever come back from this. Uh, some people, it's going to take a lot of prayer to get them back. There's some people that use this excuse to backslide. I'm not saying I know that, but I'm sure that some people mm -hmm. to deal with their problems and they don't, because they're not, if they don't pray enough, if they don't uh, seek the Lord enough and put him first, it's going to be even more challenging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask you, you know, and you kind of brought it up a, a few seconds ago when you said that might be an excuse for some to backslide. And I was going to say, you know, in times like this, do you see more people losing their faith or coming closer to the faith? I, I don't know if I can make I, I can make that assessment because, you know, I can't I, I'm not seeing everything because I can only go by my own church and I don't we don't mm -hmm. have to we can't collect the data to say who's in church because, you know, folk that are not, maybe not faithful to coming online or coming to the church when they have a chance, we don't know what's going on. Um, it could be, there are a lot of, a myriad of things that could be occurring because of uh, people might be hiding behind uh, this pandemic to say, oh, I can't come out. I don't want to come out. I'm comfortable, you know, having church in my pajamas, you know, my flippers, you know, rolling out of bed and then, you know, no one sees me. So it, it, integrity comes into play. You know, integrity is what you do when no one is looking and how you behave, how you conduct yourselves because God has seen you. So there's some people that are might pretend that they're in there and come in once in a while. Yes. So I don't know. I, yeah. I, it's a lot you can yeah. say. Um, we um, haven't been to 
church since the second week in March. And we've been having online services and we've actually seen that um, it's growing online. And so it just may be two different places of where you are and how, you know, the different demographics, how people are able to connect. And I know some that weren't able to actually come to church or had maybe even a fear of going to church feel more comfortable going online. And so, and it just depends. It works both ways. Some of the younger generation are flocking more to go to online church where the older generation is saying, you know, I don't really get into all of that zoom and this, that, and the other, and you know, it's a lot. And so, I mean, I believe that, Everything happens for a reason. And with the way technology is spreading, that we can be connected all over the globe because, you know, I'm thankful myself for technology because if it had not been for technology, I wouldn't be sitting here face to face with you right now. And so that's that's a beautiful thing to me. But yet and still, we can't take for granted how the connection of interactions of the physical being able to actually touch someone, be able to actually talk to someone and engage with them, that is very necessary. And so, you know, my hope is that we continue to pray and and that COVID would go away so we can come back together and be one-on-one. And this will give people a different outlook on who the Lord is and how he moves. Because like you said, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's never changing. And so when COVID goes away or whatever else comes into place and whatever else passes or whatever, I am hoping that this is a time that he is gathering the people together that want to come together and to be able to embrace one another and, and, you know, look past everything else because, you know, we don't, we don't realize how special it is to give someone a hug until we can't hug them anymore. Right. And, and it means that we're still here and we can see each other virtually, but there's nothing like physically being able to really engage with someone. So I'm hoping that eventually we'll be able to come together and start having the one-on-one communion together again and be able to see that what it's like when we are separated because we're so much better when we are together. And so I thank you for taking the time out tonight and coming and, and just sharing a little bit of your insight with us because you've been around for a while, you know what it looks like inside and out as far as how the church structure um, works, how um, different different things that can happen can affect the church or the people and just being able to keep it together and showing the the faith and the loyalty to the Lord through all seasons. That's a beautiful thing. And so we thank you for continuing to stay strong in the Lord and and testify to all the things that he can do if you just continue to stay steadfast and unmovable and and know that he will always do what he says he will do. Um, Before we leave, Sister Ruth, is there any um, advice that you would like to give to the ladies? Um, That's one question for you. And then for both of you, um, I would like to ask um, Elder if he had any advice for the men. And then if there is any book other than the Bible that has influenced either of you in your life that maybe you could suggest for someone to read. All right, well, one thing that I would say to the women is, like we were talking about prayer, always pray for, you know, your husband, if if you're married, or your family. So stay in prayer. You know, they talk about calling for the wailing women. 
you know, stay in prayer. Um, I was thinking when we talk about a husband and wife, we're talking about marriage. A lot of times we women are protective of our husbands, almost like, uh, almost like a mother, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can say, oh, did you do such and such? Or did you do this or that? But yet we still have to realize that our husbands, and I do realize my husband is the head of my household. So I fall under his umbrella. I'm thankful that he is a spiritual man. So to the women, I would say continue in prayer. That's, I think that is so important. So yeah. um, I know there are many books on prayer um, of you know, from way back when, uh, you know, the 1800s and the 1900s and, you know, Oswald Chambers and, and, and people like that, or even Stormy Omashian writes a lot of good books about prayer for women and the power of a praying parent, the power of a praying wife, the power of a praying husband, those types of books. There, There's just a wealth of um, knowledge out there. That's another thing when we talk about technology, with, you know, Amazon and Google and all of that, you can just write in, type in prayer and get so many different resources, you know. And then, too, when we're talking, um, you know, about print and also uh, YouTube, iTunes, you know, you, you get your music, you get your uh, plays, all kinds of things that are Christian-based. So there is a lot out there. No one has an excuse to say, I don't have anything to read, to encourage me, or to see, or to hear. Even a, even a song, you can get such a message from the lyrics of a song, mm-hmm. you know, and written hundreds of years ago, but are him that still stands strong. Amen. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yes, and for the matter, uh, one thing I can say Remember that as a head of a household and head of your family and being the covering, you have to man up to that. And you have to um, earn that. A husband, a spiritual man, a spiritual, whether he's an elder, a deacon, or a lay member, or whatever, has to walk according to, you know, the word of God and be an example to his family. And that's that's a rough thing sometimes because men men are human beings and sometimes they need encouragement, need lifting up, but they have to go to the Lord and uh, allow themselves to walk, to look to help. Um, as far as encouraging men, is one of the things that men need to do is we need to do is to, to when we could be in church to show up church often and not allow the women to you know be in the forefront because a lot of times women are submissive and they will do what is told them to do in terms of spiritual, especially if it's a pastor. Um, but you need to, they need to pray, have prayer in their lives because it's not just about women praying, it's about all praying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know not all, always praying, not praying. Uh, realize that's the power. And I know that uh, prayer is, I, I have to go and certainly support what my wife said about prayer because we know that prayer, we, um, I have, you talk about prayer, I, we have a, uh, I would call him he's a prayer warrior. We have a, a, a minister, a bishop, who uh, is his his goal is to get people teaching about prayer. Yes, he, he has mm-hmm. books, and I can't even name them all. Oh, so many of them, and 
he teaches prayer. And one of the things I like about his teaching when I first went to, and when he had our conventions, national conventions, he had something called a prayer clinic. And one would go to that, attend that, and one would say, well, what is he talking about? Forgiveness and all of these other things, because he does everything to get yourself ready to be, for God to be able to accept your prayer. Because if you don't want okay. another right, and the men need to know that you need to love your brother, love your wife first, and your family. Because that's 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 one thing. You have to love God first, but you have to love husbands, love your wives. You know, as Christ loved the church. Um, so being an example, going to church, not allowing your wife to be uh, there more than you, I think that's important, to show that you're a leader in the church, a leader in your family, but you don't want to be a leader everywhere else and not in your family. I mean, one of the things is if you're going to be a leader in church, your wife ought to be able to back you up on that and say, yes, he's just as faithful in home. He's just mm-hmm. as spiritual home as he is in the church. Um, any pastor or leader or anybody, they have to be, their family has to say, this is a loving kind. You know, it's nice to know that your wife can look at you and say, well, I know that he's a kind man. He's a, he's a God fearing man. And that he loves the Lord. First, you have to love the Lord is not in not lip service. It's no, it's, mm-hmm. it's action. So you go to church. You want to go to church. You want to be in church. You want to help people. You want to pray for people. You want to love people. And so, as far as a, a man, a brother, um, father, a minister, uh, be man up and be what you said. What you say you're going to do. If you're going to come to church, be in church. Going to be on time, be on time. You're going to um, pray. Let's come together and pray uh, and to love one another. And, you know, scripture says, let brotherly love continue. You know, um, we need to do that. And uh, I can say, as I said, there are many books I have. I I probably could send a catalog of books that have on prayer. And prayer is, is, I think that's, I know that's the most important thing. You can study the word Mm -hmm. all you want, but without prayer, you can't interpret what God is saying to you each day because I know that mm-hmm. you messages every day as to where to go, what to do. Sometimes we don't listen to them all the time. Mm-hmm. We do what we want to do, but I'm finding out that in my day, I'm learning as I'm learning, as I'm getting older, that I have to ask God because they have challenges. You know, I had a pastor, a former pastor said, there are no, uh, there are no problem-free days. And I he mentioned that 20 or 30 years ago. I didn't know what he was talking about. Kind of know. I know. Specifically know uh, indeed and in practice that it's true. Every single day there's something that's challenged. And the challenge is not just a problem. It's a problem that the enemy will try to come and overtake you with. He'll try to get you to discourage, try to get you to curse God and forget and start saying, Lord, what's but I find myself toward asking God, Lord, I know you're going to take me out of this problem. You're going to help me with this problem. could be anything. But God, t- and I find he does help you. He does solve the problems. I've seen that happen. And I know he can. So put God first. Um, be the man that you say you are. And uh, you know, be a man of the word, your word. And make, you know, man's word is his bond. And, uh, and read the word of God, first of all. And we do have, there are many books on prayer. Um, even if you're watching T.D. Jakes and listen to some of the things that he's saying, there are many, many ministers, uh, many men that are men that are uh, teaching the word of God, teaching about prayer. But you have to conduct yourself 
as a man of God and let God be, let him lead you. If he leads you, you can lead your family. If you can lead your family, you can also lead those people that are uh, under your spiritual jurisdiction of those that you're ministering to. But your ministry begins at home. I can say that it begins at home. If you're, you know, there's no public success and private failure. It's got to be, you know, that. I agree. Well, God bless you both. I thank you so much. That was beautiful. Just your sharing and just just encouraging. Knowing that if you stay in prayer and you stay faithful, that there's. And so tonight we thank Elder Joseph Oliver and Sister Ruth Oliver for coming on and sharing their life and their ministry with us. Um, remember to always put God first. The man is led by the Lord and then he leads his family and then the ministry should begin at home. And if you do it in that order, whatever you do inside your house or reflect outside your house, keep prayer first and seeking the Lord at all times, knowing that whatever you have and a desire that you are seeking, he will put that in your heart. If you first look to him, we thank you for everyone that has um, come tonight to listen. We've got Kimberly on and Cynthia Green and Kenneth Tulak and um, Exhorter 91. So we thank you for those that left messages and comments, just saying that um, it's a blessing. Praise the Lord to the Paul family and God bless you, Elder and Sister Oliver. Um, They were enjoying your sharing of your ministry. And, you know, it's just wonderful that we are able to talk about ministry and what it looks like for those who are in ministry, who are looking to serve in ministry, who have maybe turned their back on ministry and are looking to come back home. The door is always open. The Lord is always waiting to receive you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And when you are ready to come back and take your rightful place, he will be there waiting with open arms. So don't worry and don't give up and don't give in. No matter what's happening in life, know it's for a purpose. And that purpose is to prosper you and not to harm you. So until we meet again, be faithful always in the Lord. And remember, you were created with a purpose. God bless you. Please stay on as I end this segment.